You alone are a groupie and you enjoy your run Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be So welcome to the world that fun they run community If you're 17, 25, push it in Coming to you live and in technicolour from a car front passenger seat in witness. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Well, one of us is there. We're not all crammed in the car. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? But welcome to Series 9, Episode 5 of the What The Fightlet Podcast. My name is Rob. And I am Matt. How many years do you think you could get in a car all at once? Uh, well, you wouldn't take up much space. We could put you in the boot. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or in one of the car seats. We wouldn't even have to take the kids' oh, car seats out, sh- I, I can get it parcel shelf, me. You absolutely could. You absolutely mm. could. You tiny, tiny man. Glove, glove box. Glove, <laughs> glove box. Good. This has started tremendously. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we are staying at my mother-in-law's, so I am... Um, uh, I've come outside because the kids have been absolutely knobheads and there's nowhere to hide from them, so... Uh, oh my god, that dog is massive. This bloke just walked past with a really scary looking dog and he's looking at me. Okay, hello. Okay, anyway, um, uh, how are we doing, Matt? You all right? Yes, mate, yes, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, all right, thank you, man. All right. Uh, just got back from a long run, but I'm sure we're going to, well, not a long run, a recovery run, but we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, in a little bit. Um, uh, we've got an action-packed show. Uh, it's not just me and thee here, is it? Uh, John Pickup's lurking in the background, as always. JP, how are we doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Was that um that dog horse size by any chance? <laughs> he wasn't far off a horse sized dog. Um what happens then? What happens if the dog is a horse sized in the first place? Is there just lots of you just definitely lose, wouldn't you? This is yeah. this is this is a niche joke within a niche joke, isn't it? Let's move on. Um Matty, why don't you tell us on the show today? Uh yeah, usual usual nonsense. Uh how's your week? Uh we'll talk about our weeks in running. Uh I want to Talk a little bit seriously about Strava. I know I had that rant last week, and I know I kicked off, and I might have said a, said a few swear words and and this, that, and the other. But there is a, there is a serious side of Strava, so we might get get into get get into that a little bit. Um, and all the way from the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. I've been there. It's a beautiful place. I'm oh, I'm dreaming about going there again. Um, it's, we've got Matt. Here we go. Matt Newter. Newter. Neuter, like like you're neutering a dog. I had to ask him before we started recording, and mm. that's what he said. <laughs> he went, "There's no other way to describe it. It's just like you're neutering a dog." <laughs> okay, good. Or is it a cat? Do you neuter a dog or do you neuter a cat or do you neuter both of them? Is it the same thing? I think it's the same thing. Basically, emasculating that poor animal. Mm-hmm. There you go. You come here for your running tips and your uh, your veterinary advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me. Yes. Uh, so sorry, Matt. Not sure. Right. We'll, we'll just we'll just crop all that out and just e- edit this bit in. Matt Newton. Uh, definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely all staying in. Yes. Staying. Uh, <laughs> founder of Fractal. Yes. Continue. Cheers for that. Uh, then Bemera back to us about part run, part run travels. Also giving us an update on the part run cup. If you've not seen the draw, by the way, uh, that was done on uh, Sunday night. It yes, was. last Sunday, Sunday night. Uh, so I'd over to socials now and uh, and have a look at that. See who you've drawn. Uh, we've got the roll calls and then the thank yous. Ooh, thank you. And it's a very special roll call this week, I do believe, if what JP was muttering to me at the start is to be believed. Uh, you've been running again, Tiny Dancer. Let's start with that. How are you getting on? 
I have, yes. Uh, today's uh, today's Monday. I've done. In fact, we'll start of the weekend. Uh, I've done a bit of refereeing. I've, I ref four games over the weekend. Super slow because obviously it's run run walking. Um, I had no niggles or pains, so I think that was about four, probably about four or five hours on my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so not no pains in the calf, no no issues. Uh, so today I finished work at two o'clock and I decided to to, to test the legs out a little bit and I uh, managed an eight mile run with no uh, no issues. Um, yeah, very good, very good idea. I'm quite pleased with that actually. And uh, yeah, I tried going slow, um, but, but what? I've I've been musicking and I just I I run to feel and I I felt alright. So oh right, my right. God, we've been talking for like it's been like the main topic of conversation this entire series, and you've been there like bloody like Churchill in back just nodding along. Yeah, yeah, run slow, run slow. Mm. Oh yes, and then first chance you get out for a run, you go from running nothing to eight miles and you don't take it easy. I did, little, he, he little felt, fraud or going on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Off to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it felt easy. I, I wasn't looking at my watch. I had my watch on the, uh, you know, that face you can have where you can switch your music, uh, fast forward it and pl- play the next track and all that Ooh, stuff. I had it on only, there. Only, only you've got a fancy pants watch like you have, Matt. Dearie me, look at that. <laughs> but yeah, I had it on that, that screen and I was, I was just plodding away and singing along and... Uh, yeah, enjoying it, and it felt comfortable. I weren't out of breath. I weren't pushing it. I, I, I didn't feel like I was pushing it anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and then finish, finish the run. It was probably a bit quicker than I should have been going. But, hey-ho, everything feels good and feels all right. Really happy to hear it, Matt, and also very much looking forward to you telling us that you're injured next week on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I owe Ben an apology. <laughs> I, 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 is that why you're not on Parkrun segment this week? Yeah. I'm scared of him. You should be. Yeah. He's gonna destroy I, I'm because you. I'm, I'm because I'm spending Valentine's evening watching Sheffield Wednesday while Donna sat at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's Valentine's tomorrow. We're recording part. Oh, it's fine. It's okay. Sammy will understand. <laughs> she doesn't like me that much anyway. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to football I'm as well. Week to be fair. Beam it. <laughs> oh sorry. You, I'm, you... I'm going. I'm going football as well. So that the magic's not dead all around. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What 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 a bunch of catches we are, right? Eh? Aren't we just? Aren't we just? Yes. As, as I was saying, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by JP, man. How, how was your week? In um, funny old week. I've told the story to quite a few people already, but um, I need to tell you my uh, my idiot story. So, um, training's been going pretty seamlessly, hasn't it? We would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cooper running plan we announced. Uh, did I announce it last week or did I just put it on my socials? I can't remember. Um, but I'm I'm working. I'm very lucky to be working with Cooper for the rest of my uh, London uh, road to London training block. They've set me up with a plan. Uh, Ex guest Jordan Foster is uh, is is the coach there, so she's been helping me put some stuff together. And of course, Pete um, from Cooper is a good pal as well. So I'm documenting my journey and I'm kind of adjusting to to life under a proper plan rather than just kind of doing what I think is best and um yeah I had a really good week last the week before last and then was all geared up for this week did my uh six mile easy recovery run on Monday that's been one of the big changes about trying to be a bit flexible with this uh, this running plan from Cooper is Monday was always rest day for me and now I've started yeah. getting out and doing recovery runs on a Monday and 
they're bloody well they're horrible i did what i've just done one state it was grim but they're bloody marvelous i think in the long run so that's a big positive but yeah um i did that and then i woke up on tuesday and it was a rest day so that's fine um but i was on a call at work on a team's call and um, i could just feel like just a little bit of a strain in my calf so oh, i want to get the gun on this and couldn't find the gun wasn't in within arm's reach i was like it's Instead of just, you know, waiting like a normal human being until, you know, I wasn't working. I um I was rummaging around to find anything to need this uh this 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 slight uh knot that was in my uh, my calf. And I came across a golf ball. Mm. And um, I thought to myself, well, that thing that's the thing, isn't it, where you roll a golf ball under your foot to help yeah. with is it is it fad, fad, fad JP, how'd you pronounce that thing? Plantar fasciitis. Yeah, plantar fasciitis. There we go. Got there between us. I'm surprised. Matt got that. That's blown my mind. Blown my little mind. Because I'm to be fair, because you've got because Matt's had it. It is one of Matt's injuries. That's why he knows what it is. Um. So yeah. So in my head, I was like, well, use it for that. So surely I can use it just to knead out this knot turns out fucking terrible idea wasn't it um <laughs> that was our one swear word for the week uh got that out of the way early um yeah just awful stupid idea it's like a really hard surface so i basically gave myself a trauma injury in my calf um the whole thing was just on fire i just couldn't i couldn't walk it was horrible so uh <laughs> so i missed my thursday and friday run because of it what a moron like the more i tell that story the more i think you're an absolute knobhead rob like who does that i, I just I, I did it to myself it wasn't an external factor that caused it it wasn't overexertion or strain or injury i just i just i just hurt myself i've got one i've got one phrase to say to you Go on. every damn day okay it's not every damn day when this is the first day it's happened <laughs> It's one day in isolation compared to you that is every damn day. Um, but yes, it was a stupid move. One might say it was a map move. All right, all right, calm down. Uh, but... Yeah, and you definitely haven't earned the right to use every damn day yet because you, yeah. you're still doing it every damn day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, stop doing that. You've been doing that a lot recently. You've been you've been trying to use it against other people. It, you know, pipe down, sit down. Um. So yeah, I had I had Thursday and Friday off there meant to be run, so I didn't run either of those. And then I did park run on Saturday where I decided I wasn't going through the park run cup, of course. That was already decided. Mm. Paulie was a worthy victor after he did his amazing run at Zyda Park the week before. So I uh, I paced Haley. Uh yes. we got her we got her PB. Awesome. Which was wonderful. Missed missed mm. sub twenty eight though. Sorry, Haley. Oh. Just, just didn't quite pace it well enough. Um, but that next time we'll get you that sub 28. But we got you a PB and we got you through the cups. So that's what matters. And then Sunday, um, it was Wrexham Bakery half, which I entered last minute. A bunch of the team witness guys were going. Amy Bird made some blood. Tell you what, lads. Mm. You need to get Amy Bird to make you some cake. <laughs> Fair enough. Dear Amy, just, honestly, the, the, I'm still eating them. She gave some to Sammy that were left over. The, these peanut butter and jam flapjacks, they were just... Oh my god! I needed to be alone after eating them. If I'm completely honest, <laughs> she, she brought me a lot of uh, flakes, 99s for the 99th episode once, didn't she? She brought that shit. That's that. not quite the same though, is it? That's no. just 
from, from that's mm. just off chocolate from shop. Mm. Um, but no, they were good. Anyway, that's not that's not the focus of the story. They were just I was just something that I was thinking about because I had some more after we run before we started recording this. Um, but uh, yeah, Amy was there. Kelly was there. Claire. Um, that was our car for the way Nadine, uh, who didn't get lost, which was a dream. Um, and then Ben and Emma were there, and then Sean Baxter was there, which was wonderful. And then we also had Carl and Stacey there, who we saw, and I do believe ex guest, uh, running Dan, marathon Dan, which one is it? Running Dan, Dan O'Reilly was there, so that's cool. Mm. Um, yeah, awesome, loads of people there, and really fast course if you want it i mean it's, it's in an industrial estate and it stinks and it's grim and it's boring but it is fast mm. pbs all around amazing and um i, and I had an awesome job as well who did an awesome job you you did an awesome job didn't you oh you've been nice sorry i thought you'd mm. be facetious um no. no i was uh yes i did i did i did a pretty good job yeah i paced um claire and emma um they were both went out saying we would like sub two but they were being very modest um or pessimistic depending on what spin you want to put on it and both say we don't think we'll get anywhere near but if we get in the low twos we'll be happy da, 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 da. and um so we thought well I'll, I'll run with yous and what happened was the the sub two pacer went rogue right and i don't want i don't want to pass judgment because whatever but he did a mat but he did a mat he went mate honestly he went full mat he just disappeared <laughs> Like about a kilometer in, I think he was chatting and realized he was off pace and I think his GPS wasn't working. So he just bolted off into the distance. What? And um, we never caught him. And to say that we finished in, I don't want to ruin the end of the story, but we finished comfortably under two hours and we were nowhere near him. It was it was actually a little bit disappointing. I think there were there was another girl pacing. She was called the Metronome. That was her nickname. She was from one of the local running clubs, but she didn't have a flag. She just had a um, like a two-hour pacer thing pinned to her back and uh, she found us afterwards and she was like don't worry don't be chasing him down don't be hurting yourself stick with me I'll get you there and then we made a little bit of a pack but it's quite nice because I ended up being like an impromptu pacer so we had Claire and Emma me Claire and Emma were running and then we Mm -hmm. found these two chaps who hopefully might even be listening to the podcast uh, because um, I upsold it to them obviously and they might have turned (laughs) off after the first 15 minutes what is this um but they were amazing they they were like they were keen for sub two but didn't think they were going to get it so we got them through there was a a scouse girl from oh what's the what's the black and green is it the scuttlebugs shuttlebugs one of the one of the merseyside clubs she was um lagging a bit at the end so she joined in our little pack and we all got over in in just over 158 it was bloody marvelous it was just a great day all around to be honest yeah yeah good 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 that i missed it missed it but yeah it sounds like you all had a great time yeah, honestly, if you want a PB and don't mind things that stink horribly, then Wrexham Bakery, Village Bakery Half. And they give you Welsh cakes at the end. Mm. But I went up and I was like, I, he was like, he went to give me the Welsh cakes. And I was like, are these vegan? And he went, no. And I went, have you got anything that's vegan? He went, you can have some crumpets if you want. So I just walked off with a pack of crumpets, which seemed a bit <laughs> weird, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair and, then, and then I think I've left them in someone's car. So I've not even got the crumpets. Mm. Anyway, did you see anything of Ryan Ryan Reynolds while you were in Wrexham? I did. He wasn't there, but 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 Will Ferrell was there. All right. He went to what? I don't know if you've seen the TikToks and stuff, but he went to watch Wrexham, and then he went to watch Man City on on Sunday, I think. But yeah, he went, and apparently Ben and Emma stayed in Wrexham the night before. We drove up on the morning, 
but um, Ben and Emma stayed in Wrexham the night before, and they were quite close to the to the. Is it the racecourse ground, JP? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Race course ground. They were quite close to the stadium and um, the pub that Will Ferrell was drinking with the fans in afterwards. But they, nice. did, they obviously didn't go in, but they were like, Ben was kicking himself afterwards because he's like, oh, we should have bloody gone in. We were probably within a couple of hundred metres of Will Ferrell at one point. <laughs> Pretty cool. And ben, ben would have got a photo as well. There's no stopping that. Yeah, it'd have been in portrait though. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine Ben telling Will Ferrell off for taking selfie in wrong, in wrong landscape? <laughs> poor bloke anyway that's my uh, sorry that came as a bit of an anticlimactic conclusion that story um but yeah that was that was my week and i took a bit of time then boys sorry um it's been a good week though for, for a week that risk being shit it, it actually worked ended up being pretty good bit of a bit of an impromptu cutback week it was and mm. i think it's helped still a solid solid week man how, how did you guys get on in the point run cup um, i know rob said he got knocked out by paul but how did you get on that um, I don't want to talk about it. Kaka. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Are you a loner or a groupie? How do you enjoy your runs? Um, at least, at least one of us has gone through, right, JP? That's why you brought this up, isn't it? Just to well, gloat a little bit. Yeah. 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 I got, I got PB. Yeah. Smashed it. Smashed it. I, I'm well, done. I'm done now. Yeah. That, that's it. I, don't, I think I'm done. I know, well, I you're round two, but yeah, you're right in the thick of a very aggressive marathon train, a very ambitious marathon training block, aren't you as well? So. Maybe I'm just still going to give it one go, though. I think I think I've yeah. got one one attempt in me. Yeah, that'll start sub twenty, maybe. No, no, there's no chance of that. But anyway. yeah, I, I think ten, I, I, 10 or fifteen. I feel seconds. like you're you're selling yourself short, JP. I think you'll get that sub twenty. Thanks, mate. Yes. I, I I agree. I agree. Um, yes, well done, mate. Well done. Flying the flag for the uh, for the trio, seeing as how uh, your counterparts completely let you down. <laughs> Matt didn't even. Matt, did you run one? Yeah, I, I, did, I did a slow one, didn't I? It's uh, Rother Valley. Oh, you, oh, you, you remembered how to run slow there. No, not Rother Valley. It's uh, Rotherham Park. Run. Rotherham, Rotherham, Old Clifton Park. Um, very good, very good. Um, okay, so we took up loads of time there, boys. Mm. I'm really sorry. Uh, we still want to talk about Strava though before we get into the main event. Before we get over to Matt Newter. Uh, tell me, you you lead this one, Tiny Dancer. What what was it you wanted to talk about? No, I just wanted to apologise first of all for that rant I went on last week, and uh, yeah, uh, I know, I know right went, I, I'm all right now. I've had some chamomile tea and, uh, and chilled out, had a couple of pints, and just you know calm myself down a little bit. Um, a long time in the shower. Yes, yeah. Well, relieve relieve a bit of stress. <laughs> You've not really though, have you? A video popped up on the group chat midweek, and you were still absolutely raging about it. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> don't 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 trigger me, lads. Don't don't set me off. Bus route. <laughs> Gymnastics. Gymnastics. One beat. No, no I, I think ah! yes, well, I had a lot of a lot of feedback it from it. Puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> sorry, 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 Matt. Go on. You're trying to make a point here, aren't right? you? Go on. No, there was, I just, just said I had a lot of feedback from it, and a lot of people enjoyed enjoyed that rant for some reason. They thought it was quite amusing. Um, but yeah, and there was that justice for Matt going round. I think Jack reported the uh, the thing. I think it got cleared. And then I got an email. I got an email again saying it's been took by the same bloke on the same fucking. Because <laughs> he went back on bus. 
<laughs> he's completely oblivious to the fact that you've got this vendetta against him. <laughs> so yeah, he, they must have took it off him, and the next day he's sauntering along on it along on his one B bus again. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll, you'll get your king of the mountain back until he next has to go gymnastics. Um, yeah. Love it, love it. So go on. So t- tell me about tell me what you wanted to talk about. You said you said the serious side of Strava, mate. That's I, know, so I, I, I wanted to try and spark a discussion of the serious side, but I ain't got nothing serious to say about it apart no. from. It, it, it is good for as a tool for you, like, um, as a diary isn't it? and stuff like that. And I know we've spoken about it before with the safety features and stuff that you can set on it. Uh, I think that's like a, a, a standard thing now, isn't it? Where at the beginning of your run and the end of the run, it kind of blocks it all off and all that sort of stuff. So that's a, that's a good thing about it that's, uh, that's, that's arisen. Are you trying to advertise Strava? Is it, have you signed some kind of deal with Strava? Is that because it's not very good? Yeah. Hashtag gymnastics Matt Ten. Is that hashtag, gymna- <laughs> hashtag Matt Ten. Um, I, I I get what you're getting at TD though. Um, we're talking about Strava as as an additional tool. It's funny, isn't it? Because what I find flummoxing a little bit. Because JP, you do this. We'll probably bring you into the conversation. This is by no means an insult. Is no no by no means a judgment. I am not right. You are not wrong. But I do find it interesting that people see. I I record stuff on Strava. Mm-hmm. And I like I like to look at my splits. I don't pay for the premium service because I'm cheap, but um, and it's all on Garmin Connect, just in a slightly less reader friendly format. But I like it and I like being on it. I like to give people kudos and stuff and see what the people are up to. But that's the extent of it for me. Mm-hmm. Some people, John Pickup, will use it for a lot more than that. So you'll name your runs and it's a bit of a diary and you'll give a little bit maybe a little bit of a, a summary of what happened in the bio put some pictures on well that's kind of what people do on instagram yeah i, I don't go to the extent of putting pictures on there but it, i think for me it's more of a diary to kind of go back to so you know you run is a point in time and going back to the easy conversation that we had the other week uh, i think sometimes you'll do a 10k and then you're going to do the exact same route and you might be slightly faster or slower and then kind of comparing, you know, how you felt and, and what actually happened on the run. I, I think it's a really useful tool. And, and I only use it for that. I use it for me more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, all the kudos and all the local legends and all of that stuff's good. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I see a lot of value in that. And, you know, looking at yourself two years, three years down the line and, you know, how far you've come sort of thing. It is interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Because they say, like, you hear a lot of people talking about Instagram like that. You know, it's my diary. It's it's like a log, yeah. a reference point. But Strava's probably a much more fit for purpose piece of kit for that reason, isn't it? When you think about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they they can be used for different things. So, you know, seeing your splits and seeing your heart rate and all of that stuff on Strava, that that's giving you all your metrics. Whereas I think for me, Instagram, you know, that, that's that's sharing community and being able to speak with like-minded people, which I think you can on Strava, but just not not as effectively. Yeah. So I think they've definitely got the the positives and negatives, but um, but yeah, I, you know, each of their own. But I, mm. I definitely use it for myself. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is each their own. It's not kind of a oh, you you know, you're a bad person or you're being judged <laughs> for doing something in a certain way. Unless you're Matt, I'll judge Matt when he runs slightly slower than his normal pace or has to put the point out that he's run with Running me with on his Strava. <laughs> Even See, that's, not... that, that's, a, that's a positive for Strava though, that you can, you can you know, say you're running with people when you just run slower. Simple. 
Yeah, I don't know why we're friends with you. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> Obviously, that was that was said in jest. Yeah, it wasn't though, was it? Um, uh, no, yeah, it's, it's not kind of a judgment whether you use one, the other, both. I get, I, I, I take. It's more just a. I wanted it to be a bit of a conversation starter to think about what are the differences in the purpose. And I think JP, you probably hit the nail on the head there, where it maybe Instagram is more the story that sits behind the statistics, whereas Strava is probably a nice journal of what you've achieved and ig can tell you the how and the why and the feelings during maybe and i stretched and strava like you said with the statistics it can be used to track your uh, the miles in your shoes i know some people put the shoes and the, and the gear on it and stuff like that yeah that's 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 one of those that's one of those it's a good point that matt so one of those really clever features that about you know how many miles you've done in each pair of your shoes that i thought to myself i saw ben do it does it and i was like oh i really oh I, i'm gonna start doing that then i realized i only own one pair of shoes so <laughs> <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty unnecessary really isn't it just I, just add up yeah I, since i got done i got me them uh, them racing shoes i have i have added both my uh, pairs of shoes I'll still not listen to the recommended uh, no, miles. No, no, no. You'll still be working them six years later when they're falling <laughs> off your feet, when they're talking to you. You're walking. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good point, though. That's a good point. Uh, and and I, I, it'd be interesting because one thing that I've noticed is, is you do put a bit more on your Strava, JP, and maybe you post a little bit less on your Instagram. So maybe people veer more towards one or the other. As time goes by and depending on what you're trying to get out of social media interactions running journey recording your fitness journal entries whatever you want to call it interesting oh, I've, conversation I've definitely just got lazy instagram lazy that's yeah that's I'm, my issue at the minute i'm instagram lazy i'm instagram yes. lazy I, I find that i forget to post in the week and then it gets to the weekend and i'm like oh let's tell everyone what i'm doing i don't think i'll um, post on instagram for about three weeks that's that's because you don't run it's a running account from someone who never <laughs> runs so that's 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 the root cause analysis there, isn't it, Matt? I'm glad, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. And and you won't post what you just done because you're scared of the reaction from Ben. You don't want Ben to know. Is that is that why you started this conversation? You wanted to get out of how to make a run private on Strava so Ben can't see it and yeah, tell you yeah. off. Right, we've descended into madness, boys, but good conversation starter. Um happy with that. Is it time to go and have a chat with our main event, I guess? Uh, JP, you booked this guy because, of course... I did. You... Just, before, just before you go into your spiel, though, I think we just need to draw attention to the Instagram Live on Saturday, don't we? Oh, JP, I absolutely promised, didn't I? And I said it quite you sarcastically did? and condescendingly that I was oh, definitely yeah. going to remember it. got it in there, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's, why, that's, why, that's why you're here, to, to remind me, though, isn't it? So yeah. let's do it. So on Saturday, we are only a couple of days. If you all listen to this on Thursday or Friday, we are very, very close to our Instagram Live, the first ever what the fuck like live podcast and it is going to be a stacked one we are going to be chatting to some pals we are going to be playing a kind of finders keepers start you want to find us keepers mm. yeah yeah it's gonna be a finders you've got to be of a certain age neil buchanan um style yeah. kind of game up and down my house because we've got about three or four different things we want to do and there isn't a big enough space. We haven't got a TV studio, so we're going to be uh, housing them all in various rooms of our house, um, of my house. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. That is six o'clock on Instagram Live. 
the main event, however, is that we're going to be drawing our raffle. So our raffle is in support of the Make-A-Wish UK Foundation. Amazing charity, brilliant cause. Over 60,000 children in the UK alone currently living with critical illnesses. Um, Their lives impacted forever, as are those of their family, by something completely out of their control and absolutely not their fault. Make-A-Wish is a massively important charity that can help provide some uh, joy, some happiness and even just some respite to those children and their families at particularly dark and difficult times. JP has been a huge, huge part of the Make-A-Wish fundraising team for a number of years now and we are privileged and honoured um, as a podcast team to be supporting him this year. We have raised um, over, where are we JP, over £2,500 already yeah. um, and this uh, raffle is about to kick us well over the three grand mark so thank you so much if you have donated already and um, we have some incredible prizes from our pals at dry robe ultra running run through uk um, we have got metal munchers rasselbach runderwer um, there's so many and i don't want to forget fractal of course matt uh, new to coming on in just a moment so so many amazing amazing prizes to be won that's fun house isn't it that's not finders keepers um <laughs> But we are mix. I'm mixing up my 90s TV shows. Um, but you can still get involved uh, if you go to www.whatthefartlek.com forward slash charity and uh, find the link to our Just Giving page. You can donate five pound donation will get you three entries into this incredible raffle for a wonderful cause. Please do get involved um, and we will be drawing on Saturday evening all the winners for the prizes. It's a great, great um reason to be donating some wonderful prizes and uh and uh, it's gonna be well worth watching live on saturday isn't it matthew no i feel like something's bad really, really bad is going to happen do we tell him can we tell him now jp no no i, I don't think go I... to that room don't go in that room <laughs> don't wait till saturday okay. i think i've got an inkling i think i've got an inkling well we've not been particularly clever mm. about it have we but um we okay we'll wait till saturday for the official the official mm-hmm. announcement, but some, Matt's going to have an awful time on Saturday. Just just put it that way. You tune in just to see Matt suffer. I better raise some money for it, I'm telling you. You will. You will. People love seeing you suffer. Mm. Can't wait. Was that good enough for you, JP? Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. And I, I quite like the fact that there's still a little bit of a surprise coming. A little bit of a surprise. A, for a little, a little surprise for a little man. More surprises. No, that that's the surprise, Matt. <laughs> oh, every damn day. Every damn day. Uh, right, JP, you can you can introduce our pal um, at Fractal because uh, because you're the one who introduced us to him. Yeah. So um, so Matt Matt Nuta, he's uh, he's the founder of Fractal uh, Headgear. I'm quite partial to a, a cap, um, and. His story is actually really amazing. Um, I don't want to spoil mm. it too much, but he's had a really interesting running journey himself. And uh, yeah, can't wait to, for everyone to hear it. Let's do it. Right then, you lot. It is officially midway point in Series 9, and we're going international again as we travel deep down south for another awesome chat. My guest today, you could say, found running amongst adversity, and it's engulfed his life ever since. Road running, triathlons, half Ironmans have all been ticked off and he's posted some incredible times to boot. But his own journey is only a part of the story. We're talking hats. We're talking caps. We're talking, I don't know, head socks. 
Since 2018, he's been running his own business. We're going to talk all things fractal, setting it up, the highs, the lows, the plans for the future, loads to squeeze into the next half hour or so. So please join me in welcoming Matt Newter to the show. Matt, how are we doing today, man? I'm well, thanks, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having me on. How are you? No, yeah, good, good, thank you. Bit of a time difference. I'm a little bit sleepy. I guess you're almost ready to start winding down. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah, hopefully have the kids in bed uh, in the next half an hour. I can put the feet up finally, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, it's the best bit of the day, that isn't it, putting the kids in bed. It's a long <laughs> way away from me on UK time. I've only just gone out <laughs> <on> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. no. Listen, man, we've got so much to talk about. Um, half an hour is going to be difficult to squeeze it all in. So let's get straight into it. I don't just want to talk about Fractal. I want to talk about you as well. So talk to me a little bit about how you first got into running. For anyone who might not know the man behind the brand, uh, talk to us a little bit about that. I know that your journey started in, in, in somewhat of a, of a weird circumstance, didn't it? Yeah, oh, going back to the start, I suppose I, um, you know, I was, I got into cross country at school and um, thoroughly enjoyed that and um, took that quite seriously, one could say, um, and sort of got into soccer or football, as you probably prefer to call it over there. Um, so that sort of became my, um, you know, my life. I, I spent, you know, I played soccer, uh, football uh, at many different levels locally here in Australia, and um, that just my my running was you know I'd play in the midfield and that was that was my training and um, I'd take my soccer training to to school and then I'd run my cross countries and I did quite well at that and um, I just had this natural love for, for, for being outside and, and putting my runners on I suppose and um, through once the, um, the soccer finished I uh, you know finished school and moved into um, university and the, the runners got hung up and uh, I was probably more so on the beers and um, and didn't run for a few years there and it wasn't until I finished uni and um, I I uh, had a had a certain appointment I was struggling like my football I, I struggled to see at night uh, once we sort of transitioned into the night games I really started to, to struggle with my vision um, and I thought something was up and um, anyway I went went and got my my eyes checked and um, turns out uh, from that day they basically told me I'd never drive again uh, and I would I'd be blind um, by the age I was 30. I was I was 21 at the time. Uh, I'm now just I'm now 32, and I, I still have my vision, although not fantastic. Um, but so basically from that from that um, that moment, I was had my my driver's license taken away. So my mode of transport obviously uh, quickly became by foot or by bike. Um, so you know one thing led to another, and I would start commuting to work. At the time, I was a um, a surveyor in the construction industry and um yeah obviously was just starting to log up the k's again and really found the running was my was my escape um and yeah started to fall in love with running again and and i don't want to i mean obviously answer this question in as much or as little detail as you feel comfortable sir but at the age of 21 to to be told something like that is is pretty shocking and pretty life-changing was running I know, I know that you talk about being a method of transportation and something that, you know, could become a passion from there because you didn't have another option. You couldn't drive anymore. Was running one of the coping mechanisms that kept you kind of stable and, and progressing forward when given something quite shocking, like, you know, your eyesight's basically going to deteriorate to the point where you can't see anymore? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, it it just... It, Running gave me a whole new perspective. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that there's always someone worse off than you, and I chose not to dwell on the circumstance. And um, running, yeah, it really just it opened up. I just felt free. 
Um, I felt at the time I felt safe. I've obviously transitioned away from trail running, which is a bit more technical. So I choose to run in familiar locations more so now and, and where I feel safe. But mentally, yeah, um, it it would just clear my head. Um, it, it was it was just my way to get to work. It was it became my life. So um, yeah, I've I've got a lot to a lot to say thanks for in the uh, to the running world. Yeah, fair, fair play to you, man. And 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 you certainly did transition into it with a plum. Um, you have covered some incredible different event types in terms of times and achievements. Talk to me about those early kind of years. What you said that trail running has gone now, but that was a part of the journey early on, wasn't it? Was that was that kind of a conscious thing where you thought maybe I might not be able to do this forever, so I need to tackle the trails now, or was it just something you fell into in those early years? Yeah, um, I started out uh, road road running. So once I you know started building up the kilometres, commuting and things like that, and um, you know took it a bit more seriously and started training and, and found a network of uh, of friends in similar positions. And um, you know what it's like when one thing leads to another. You you do your five k and you get all excited and you, you do a ten k and you get all excited. And so one you know one event leads to another. It was all on the road at this time. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I found I had like a natural ability. Um, and, and, you know, it was semi-competitive locally at some local races and, and got, you know, I, I felt quite comfortable in that space. So I, um, it, you know, moved through the ranks through up to the, the half marathon, which seems to be you know, my preferred distance overall. And, um, and then ticked off a couple of road marathons. Um, so I hadn't done any trail running up until, you know, I'd done a couple of road marathons, mm-hmm. to be honest. And, um, I don't know, with everything that's happened in the world, like I, I, I picked up some injuries and um you know i quickly worked out how harsh road running is on your body uh you know i'm not not getting any younger but it, it, you know i just felt like i was just picking up little niggles here and there and someone said oh why don't why don't you try trail running you know it's a lot a lot easier on the body so um quickly you know transitioned across to trail running and just found the fact that i could switch off the clock you know once i've done these marathons everything's governed by your watch um and i, I switched over to the trails and just felt so much more relaxed and you know it was very much more about a social side of things as well like, you know we'd be out there for longer we'd be chatting it wasn't necessarily about beating the clock um and yeah just it, it did feel better on the body so once again i i, I just moved past the marathon and ticked off a, a couple of 50k runs um and had you know one day maybe i'll do 100 but um yeah the, the some of the trails these days are, are getting a bit too technical for someone with my level of vision so uh, might be back to the roads we'll see still pretty impressive let's um let, let i don't want to jump around too much but let's jump back to the roads for a second because in your bio you sent across you talked about how in 2018 you set about trying to achieve a certain goal uh, on, on on the marathon distance um one that didn't come easily to you it didn't come straight away but through perseverance you uh, you were able to turn that around do you want to just talk me a little bit through that journey mm. yeah so um you know like a lot of people we, we sign up to our first marathon and um training was going exceptionally well and i, I had a, a coach at the time and um the, the training program was set to you know let's focus on trying to break that three-hour barrier and um I felt like I was training really well and I, I'd, I'd done a half marathon in the lead up um, six weeks prior or four weeks prior, whatever it was, and in, in just over one one minute, one hour and 15 minutes. So I was like, oh, geez, you know, double that, add a little bit. Let's, let's, 
let's try. Let's that's try sim- that's yeah. simple, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's simple, yeah. Having never done one, I was like, oh, yeah, just double it and maybe add five minutes. I don't know. And then <laughs> so I thought, oh, yeah. Didn't listen to what the coach said one bit and uh, lined up on the day and uh, went out 100 mile an hour and, um, you know, at 240 pace and quickly found out at about halfway that that was incredibly stupid and it just absolutely blew up. Um, and, you know, hobbled, when I say hobbled, I, I walked, jogged, whatever it took to get across the line and um, came in, in in three hours and 12 minutes. So, you know, it was still nothing to sneeze at, but it just felt like a huge reality check. Like, hey, mate, you you need to run to, this is your first marathon. You, I just got taught a real lesson there. And um, so talk me through, but then you, you came back and you changed the mindset a little bit, I presume. Talk me through the lessons that it taught you to, to then move on to what you subsequently were able to achieve over the 26.2? Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, I just I, I raced a lot smarter the following year. So, I, you know, I did a very similar training block. Um, I actually had a different coach at, for that second one, and it was you know, just just trying to drill into me a bit more consistency and running within your means. And um, and I guess I didn't want to fail twice. So I, you know, really just didn't want to do anything stupid, to be honest. So I went out there. Um, just you know, just below that four, uh, three hour pace, and um, ran much more consistently. Felt really good, um, and came in in uh, two hours fifty four. So that was you know a huge relief. A tick, a box ticked. I did it right beside one of my mates who I'd been training for both the marathons for, um, and we ran side by side for the whole forty two point two kilometers that that time when we we both went under the three. So uh, yeah, it was a very special run. Yeah, it sounds it. And um, so marathon ticked off. We've already talked a little bit about the trail running and some of the amazing achievements there. You've also ticked off triathlons, half Ironmans. Is there a, I guess, before we move away from kind of your journey and the running achievements, is there a, a race particularly, we might have already covered it, it might be that that marathon, but is there a race in particular that really stands out to you? I mean, particularly given the fact that this may not be something you're able to do forever. Is there a race that you're going to look back on? You think where where you're like, yeah, that was that was the one that the fe- the feeling of get the achievement, the finish line feeling, getting that done. Was there a specific race that stands out to you as being kind of a I don't know a favourite? Yeah, geez, it's, it is a tough one. Um, I'd a, I'll give you the, the longer answer. I suppose that my fastest half marathon was probably um, you know the best run of it, like the best I've ever felt on a run. Um, yeah. So that was that was very that was a proud moment. Um, my most proud race would be that marathon, um, that road marathon, ticking that three hours. I just felt, you know, it was it, it showed that hard work really does pay off, and um, it just taught me a lot of life lessons as well along the way. Um, and then to be honest, the bit prior to do, doing those road marathons, I had signed up to a 70.3 half Ironman after just moving from Olympic distance to the next one and. Um, I can't swim. I'm absolutely terrible. And um, like most runners, to be honest, and, um, you know, I thought I could rely on my run leg to get me through that day. And it was just the most brutal, brutal event. Like looking back, I'd, I don't know how I got through it. And I just remember, you know, tear, tearing up on the run, just thinking, how am I going to get to the end? Um, and it was a terrible time, but um, that actually probably is, ranks the highest in terms of, you know, being very proud of getting through something that I wasn't so sure I'd be able to do. Yeah, sometimes it's the grin and burr it ones that in the moment mm. you're thinking I might not finish this. They're, they're the ones that when you do finish and they mean so much more, don't they? 
No, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about Fractal then, dude. Let let's let's transition into into the hats. And I know it's much more than just the hats as a statement, but let's let's talk about it. So in 2018, you are working as a surveyor. You've been doing it for a long time. You are on the grind, as they would say, um, as many of us do um, in the day-to-day life. Um, was did, did, I mean, did you enjoy the job you were doing? Was there a real hankering to do something different? Had you just fallen into the surveying? Was it a passion of yours? What was your mindset in terms of getting that get up and go to, to start Fractal? Yeah, geez, a magic question. Um, I, I did love what I was doing as a surveyor. I, I had a passion for maths and the outdoors and, and you know, civil engineering. So that was always a passion. Um, and it wasn't really until I had this diagnosis um, and a few years after that where I was like, oh, geez, um, I'm not so sure. I, I wasn't able to do surveying to the same capacity. I became office bound and behind a computer uh, with more time to think, I suppose. And um, obviously as a runner here on, in Australia, it's it's always hot um, and you know, you've know you got to be super careful with some protection. So I got chatting with some mates and, and thought what better a way to you know, stay sun safe and to create a hat and you know we didn't give it too much thought it started very basic and um yeah it was it was a slow process um for a few years and um yeah i was obviously juggling the two jobs and it, you know probably 12 months into creating the, the fractal community did i lose start losing the passion of from you know my surveying job and thinking geez i'm not so sure i want to sit here for another 20 years at this desk doing doing this let's you know really work hard and, and you know, come home at night and, and, and grind away to see if it, you know, this business might actually have some legs. And let's, um, and, and, and it absolutely does have legs. And uh, and it's incredible that you've been able to transition into that. And um, and I've got a fractal hat myself. I'm not bigging it up just for the sake of it or blowing smoke, but um, but awesome products. And, um, and and you've really managed to carve out a niche for yourself in the market. But let's let's go back to those early years. For anybody who might not know i mean it takes a certain type of person to do the whole getting out on your own the entrepreneur the the grind you're doing the surveying at the same time you know it's going to be a lot of hours it's got to be a lot of work what are some of the highs and lows what what does that look like in in the early years of setting up a business yeah geez it's uh it really is a blur um so fortunately i had a uh you know an a, a very uh understanding wife and um yeah, I'll, you know, I'd come home and, and try and do the best I can by her, but then, you know, I'm, I'm up, up, up at night, um, you know, working away, um, not, we, you know, Fractal didn't just happen overnight, it was, the, the community behind it has got what is, it's what's got us to where we are today, um, you know, I would post on social media every single day, you know, it's the same time every single day, I didn't, I remember my wedding day and posting. I was on my way to the ceremony and uh, I remember posting on on Instagram that day and I was like, I can't, you know, I had this streak going. I just couldn't miss. I was like, you know, it, it was just something that I really didn't want to let go um, and sort of just, you know, I had so much pride in, in what I'd created, this community I'd created. And, um, yeah, so there were, there were definitely some, some tough uh, moments along the way uh, and you know that you've got to stop and reflect on the high we don't really get much of a chance to do that even now um, so you know we had we had some small wins along the way but yeah I, I just strongly recall a lot of these calls sort of at night and opposite time zones 
um, and just grinding away behind the scenes and, and hoping that, you know, at the end of the day, someone likes what you're putting out into the world. Yeah, and that's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because it's easy to forget that you're in the Southern Hemisphere and and, and I know that you've got a huge presence um, in the UK as well. Um, that's got to add an extra dimension into the the, the complexity and the pressure of... Um, is it like running two separate businesses or is it all just part of the same thing at different times of the day? No, it, you know, it, it very much is uh, two separate businesses, uh, I suppose. Um, it, yeah, it's a, it's, that's a tricky one to answer. We sort of fell into the UK, like my business partner, Matt, um, his brother lives in London, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and he sort of put his hand up early on to say, hey, you know, um, let's let's set up you know, over here in the UK and see if you can build the community that you built there in Australia, which is no easy feat, um, mm. by the way. It's, you know, having a having a relatable, you know, people know us in our little region here and sort of we were able to build a network, but going up, going abroad uh, and starting from zero is, is very challenging. Uh, so, yeah, we've got, we've got very used to, um, you know, speaking to people on the other side of the world, at, you know, at night and um, we obviously have, Europe and, and the states that we try and navigate as well. So Australia is the odd one out. So I'm feeling we we might have to move across to the northern hemisphere one day and actually you know, live like the rest of the world. Absolutely. And um, I guess a, a, a continuation of that question then, because one thing that I've got absolutely no knowledge about, and we, we, we t- when we tend to speak to people who have running businesses or have set up enterprises or, or, or given something a go um, in this space on the podcast, one question I always like to talk about is COVID because when early 2020 COVID came around, um, the world kind of stopped. For some people, it was a massive hindrance. For some people, it was actually a, a huge benefit. Um, and, and particularly because, you know, people are at home, they're spending more time looking at products. It, 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 it can help in a weird way as well. I guess, again, there's an extra layer that a layer to that for you as well. By the time 2020 came around, you, you said that, um, uh, that your partner's brother, your business partner's brother was was early doors so i assume he was already on board by that point you were already transatlantic trans hemisphere whatever you want to call it um Mm. all over the world so that must have added an extra layer to how you guys dealt with covid what was it like in australia what was it like running the business through that period how did you get by yeah um so obviously through all that i was working my other job still so um you know, I had a, I'd always have a, had a fallback as well. Um, so the COVID here in Australia, as you might, may or may not know, we were very fortunate in most parts of the country. I'm here in, in Queensland and um, we had next to no COVID, to be quite honest. Um, you know, Melbourne down south had, had some very um, tough times, but I had one week of, of a lockdown in, in three years, if, if that, to be honest. And now my job as a surveyor, we were able to work year round uh, and we weren't affected at all. Uh, from a fractal perspective, um, we definitely noticed an increase uh, in, in community engagement with people obviously sitting on their phones a lot more, uh, people being active on social media, um, and then more people getting into running um, just in general. And, you know, people running, they start buying hats. So, and being an online, predominantly online uh, brand, we we saw growth through COVID, which we're extremely blessed to be able mm. to say. Um, the you know there were some challenges overseas. Um, Australia, we were very fortunate; we, we had the base here already, but definitely overseas, it 
was it was a slower grind and we felt they had COVID a lot um, tougher than we did and you know various economy issues there as well um, you know, so people I think were tightening up in the wallet um, and we sort of saw that flow on through our online businesses overseas so but from a community engagement and our, uh, our business here in Australia we we went from strength to strength through uh, through COVID which we're very grateful for. Which I think maybe and and, and correct me if I'm wrong is is possibly the best you can hope for in an unprecedented time like the pandemic we went through because even if you are going into something of a retreat mode where you're not getting the growth that you would hope for in some areas admittedly like you said that there was some positive sides of it at times as well um but getting that engagement and you're almost building a foundation ready for when the world open up opens up again and when the economy starts to recover and people have got more money in the pocket that they're thinking well i've been putting off buying this app for a year but these guys are great and i'm really engaged with the brand and the product so let's get on with it now and get some bought yeah no exactly uh, i think a lot of brands were sort of on that on that wavelength as well, you know, I remember there was a lot of virtual events popping up. We were doing Instagram lives, you know, getting way more people you know, active on our platform, and community building was sort of my focus, I suppose, at that point. Um, so yeah, I, I I believe that's helped create a base. Uh, now we've come out, we've you know we've moved past that time. Um, obviously, the whole logistics side of the business is a different kettle of fish again. That's mm-hmm. a different conversation, but. From a community perspective, yeah, I think, um, yeah, we got lucky in that regard and it's helped us, you know, leverage now um, in 2022 and further on. And you mentioned 2022. It was the start of 2022 that Fractal became your full-time business, that you uh, you put aside the other job and, and went all in, if you want to say that. Um, was there a trigger? Was there a turning point? Was there a moment either in the way the business was performing or in your mindset that made you think, yeah, the safety nets that you that you referred to earlier that that that's got to go now if I'm going to make this this my life. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it was it was mid to late 2021, and um, you know, I was coming up. I just I was just approaching 10 years uh, in my job, and you know, I knew I had long service leave to take at the end of 2021, and you know, I was I I still box the orders by hand, and you know. Just, I was doing it at night and it's just so much work and we saw the numbers and you know I said to my wife once I can you know pay myself what I'm earning now as a surveyor I'll, I'll leave otherwise I'll, I'll just keep grinding away so that was a really tough call but we worked hard to get to that point and um, I took took my well I gave three months notice to work you know I did all the right things and took my long service leave and, and at the end of that I you know I didn't go back so I used the long service leave as my transition um, and then, yeah, 2022, dove headfirst into into Fractal, and um, you know, it was it's entered a whole new world. And just just very briefly on that, what was your mind space like, your headspace like at that point? Because that's got to be scary, exciting, but it's got to be scary making that that jump, particularly because you've got a young family as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. I've got a little three-year-old boy and another one arriving in about six weeks' time, to be honest, so wow. it's exciting. But, um, yeah, so my mindset was I was extremely relieved um, to have made, you know, I was very nervous talking to my boss and even having that conversation, having been there for 10 years and he had no idea what was coming. So once I got over that hurdle, um, I started, I was quite relieved and then, the excitement grew with the fact, oh, you know, next, you know, 2022, I'm going to be able to call the shots myself and not have those restraints by 
having to do a, another job for 10 hours a day. Um, and so it was a combination of being, you know, relieved, excited, and then extremely nervous at the same time as to like, what's the next six months? Am I going to be able to pay myself in six months? You know, all of a sudden it went from being every cent going into the business to, hang on a sec, I've got to put food on the table now. So every order that comes in puts feeds my family. Um, so yeah. it's a very different you know, shift in the mind as to how you run the business as well and, and seeing things from a different perspective. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, but power to you, man. It's the dream, isn't it? Working for yourself, doing it. It's uh, something that you're passionate about. Um, and, and you are, and you know, Fractal's a huge part of the running community. It's it, and, and hopefully it keeps going from strength to strength. Yeah, oh, you know, I, I, I wake up every day now and, you know, I, I just, as I'm sure you've heard from many guests, it's, it is cliche that I thoroughly enjoy what I do. I thoroughly love running and I love mixing with the running community and the fact that I can, you know, build and create products that support that community is, um, yeah, in a very lucky position at the moment. Yeah, incredible. Um, as we start to think about wrapping this up, I want to know what's coming next, not just from Fractal, but from your perspective. So let's focus on you as a runner, first of all. I know that the vision is a factor. I know that there's maybe only limited time to be doing certain things. Have you still got a bucket list from a running perspective? Have you still got things that you want to achieve? What's 2023 looking like and how's it shaping up for you from a running journey perspective? Yeah, no, um, at the moment, I'm still very much... Um, driven by the social aspect of running and not so i have no desire to tick off another marathon but i am drawn to ticking off my first 100k run so i'm i really enjoy like point to point runs where there's you know i'm not governed by time i can have three coffees and a couple of beers along the mm-hmm. way yeah uh, but it's the idea of sharing that experience with some some friends and in saying i've ran 100 kilometers whether it took me eight eight hours or it took me 28 hours um that's that's the goal i'd love to tip off this year um in the running space very cool and then in terms of fractal growing from strength to strength and now the full-time gig what's what's 2023 looking like without giving out too many tricks of the trade what's 2023 looking like for you guys in that space yeah uh, i won't give away the product side of things but in terms of the community we do um plan to actively become more involved in our overseas communities. Um, so whether that be run clubs, whether that be the London Marathon as a, a pop-up, um, linking up with some other local brands, there's a few things in the works for the year um, to really you know, boost our community involvement on, on the ground. That's really exciting. And, and we'll be at London as well. So fingers crossed if you're there, we get a chance to catch up. Um, okay, so let's finish this up strong. Uh, if people want to find out more, if people don't follow Fractal for whatever reason, if people aren't uh, don't know much about the product, where's all the best places to go to find out all about the hats, all about the product, all about the brand, all about the community, all about you guys? Yeah, um, best place to start would be our, um, our Instagram. Um, we love connecting with our community there. That's just we're at Fractal Running on Instagram. Um, and then our website. Uh, we'll have links on through Instagram, but otherwise it's fractal.co.uk and um, fractal spelt with an E, not with an A at the end there. The most people get that one wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I got it wrong at first. Um, but no, very good. Um, okay, cool. That, I think that covers absolutely everything. Is there anything that we've not talked about? Did anyone you want to mention? Anyone you want to shout out? Anything we've not covered either from your perspective or from the uh, the fractal brand side of things? Anything at all that you want to cover before I let you get back to your evening? Uh, no, we've ticked most of the boxes, but, you know, um, just my, just want to, you know, emphasise that what I'm about and what I've always been about is, is the reasons why we run and that's how we 
created the brand created and um, you know that's how what's got me through my adversities and things like that is you know we all have reasons why we run and that's something I'd love to promote yeah good words to finish on man well listen thank you so much for your time um i'm hoping uh and very confident the fractal continues to go from strength to strength and that uh that, that maybe if you are um in the in, in the north that we might get chance to uh, to catch up and cross paths at some point in the future listen man thank you so much for your time um have a great one and uh, and hopefully see you at some point soon yeah, thanks very much rob would love to get over there and uh, have a pint with you in the run one day so let's keep in touch thanks, yeah the pint over the run i reckon yeah, yeah. And that, my fart like family, was Matt Newter. And that's how you pronounce his name, Newter. Um, a fractal running fame. Absolutely awesome chat. Now, this is normally the part where I would turn to Matt and I would uh, ask him what he thought of the uh, of the guest this week. But as alluded to in the previous segment, he has run away because he's absolutely terrified of um, of basically speaking to Ben after not going slow on his first run back. Uh, and Ben might have seen it on Strava. JP's also abandoned me to go to the Burnley game, but he's assured me that he's got me an able and capable replacement for him and Matt um, for this segment to join Ben, Emma and myself to talk about Parkrun. So someone's been asked to dial in. Um, I've got no idea who it could be. It could be Lou. If it's Lou, I'd be really excited. She's great. Sammy would be wonderful. Joe's not been on for ages. Paulie's not been on this series. Whoever it is, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, New person, who, who is it? Reveal yourself. Who's joining me? It's your favourite, it's Jack. Little JP. Jesus Christ. Because oh, oh, what JP's thinking was, I've, I'm part of the Keith clan, my initials are JP, same as John Pickup, and I'm a bit of a loose cannon like Matt, so I'm like the mixture of JP and Matt. I'm like their love child. That's why I've been invited along. That That's what he told me anyway. Not my words, his words. I feel like I'm being punked. No, 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 you're up there. I'm, I'm here. You love me, I know you do. Yes, I do. I, I do. won't make the podcast over two hours, I promise. Good, good. Oh, Although yeah. we've we, we've done a root cause analysis, Jack, and we've worked out that I'm the problem <laughs> after okay. after being so so up on everybody uh, adhering to time. It's it's me that makes podcasts go long. So don't worry about that. Um, you're not on the chopping block for that. How are you anyway, buddy? Not spoke oh, for a little while. I'm not, not too bad. It has been a while because when I was on the podcast, you were off the podcast. But seeing as we seeing as we're both the co-owners of it, I guess. Yes, that's how it works. But no, I'm not too bad. It's good to hear your voice again. <sighs> You're going to annoy me so much over the next 20 minutes, aren't you? Yep, that's my plan. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so uh, Parkrun Cup. Yes, it was hey, the last so I, weekend, wasn't it? It was the last weekend, mate. It was. We uh, we know that you did quite, you did rather well, didn't you? Um, one of the uh, representatives of the core team. Um, that have made it through to round two. We don't want to issue too many spoilers. Before we do get over to Parkrun, uh, Matt Newter, a fractal fame. Are you a fan of the uh, mm. the fractal headwear, Jack? I am a fan of the fractal headwear. Obviously, I've got my Nick Butter fractal hat. I don't know if you know, but I love Nick Butter. Um, and I've got their Runspire hat, and I just think they're very good, especially if you're out on a long run. They're so easy to just dip in a water or something, pop back in your head, and they're so light, you don't really feel like you've got something there blocking the sweat leaving your head either so no brilliant hat blocking this that that should be fractals new 
yeah. stop line, shouldn't it? If you want something blocking the, it, sorry, does it block the sweat leaving your head or does it not no. block the sweat leaving your head? So, I don't know. I don't know which is desirable and which is not desirable. If I'm honest, I, I think I was meant to word it better. It, it like yes. it kind of like it kind of wicks it away. It doesn't make you feel. It doesn't make you overheat. Maybe that's it, better. It wicks it away. Yes, it wicks away the sweat, so you don't feel a... like you've got a hot head. Although sometimes you do have a hot head, metaphorically speaking. Mm. I think fractals marketing team are safe. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from marketing. Maybe it's not my sort of area. I'll it's just not be your, talking. It's not your forte. I'll tell you what could be your forte, though, Jack Penfold. Why don't you have a go at announcing members of the core team to segue into a brand new segment? OK, all right. As soon as we were recording this on Valentine's Day, it's the best couple in the world, the most beautiful couple in the world. It's the park run couple, Bema. Oh, Jack, that was lovely. Thank you. I'll take that. I didn't know what to do. And I looked at my screen and there was a love heart that said react. And I thought, oh, it's Valentine's Day. So there you go. It was almost like it was a symbol, Jack. Yes, that's that's how I that's how I kind of roll just on the cuff. Mm. It's off, it's off the cuff. Not on the cuff, off the cuff. No, I, I roll on the cuff because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you, you knew that was coming. You could call me, you could call me a cufflink if you will, because I'm on the cuff. Oh, I'll call you summit site with a C and a U, but it doesn't finish with two Fs. I'll tell I'll you. I'll pass over to Bebba. <laughs> ben and Emma, how we doing? Yeah, we're good, thank you. How are you two? Well, I feel I feel older than I did when I started speaking to Jack five minutes ago, but um, but yeah, fine, fine. Otherwise, um, how is it going? Recovered both of you first and foremost. PB City at Wrexham. This isn't the point of the segment, but I want to mention it before we move on. PB City at Wrexham for both Ben and Emma this weekend. How are the legs feeling? Um, still a bit dead. Uh, gonna try a run tomorrow, but we'll see. Uh, ben gave my legs a massage yesterday. That was very sweet. Oh, you rogue! Wasn't even Valentine's Day, was it? Yeah, I give her a pre-Valentine slash it's our anniversary. So uh, two years ago today, we met for the first time. Um, so I thought I'd treat her to a to a early present and uh, massage her legs. Why not? One one token for a Ben rub. My legs are a bit sore, Ben. If you want to come down south, anytime, anytime. Sweet. I'll get uh, set up. Whereas I <laughs> I took myself out for a run. I thought that's probably the best way to flush the lactic out of the lakes. And uh, yeah, I went for a little jog on Monday and, uh, and they feel much better for it. So uh, yeah, I'm having today's my rest day. So uh, that was quite nice too. And then I'll be running every other day this week. So yeah. Very good. And have, and have you made friends with Strava again yet? No. Oh. I'm so annoyed with it. I'm so annoyed. It's, oh, my bloody watch. I'm I'm tempted to uh, throw it in the bin and buy a new one. <laughs> that, that'll teach it. Yeah, fuck it. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, censored. Um, yeah, it was so frustrating because I got to the first mile marker and I, and I looked at the split and I'm like, there's there's no way I'm running like a 650 here. I'm I'm definitely going faster. And and then it just kept flashing it for the next two miles. I got to three miles marker and it was like 2.6 miles on my watch so i just thought right sod you but i'm a bit of a stat geek and the fact that i can't look back at accurate splits and find out whether i sped up or slowed down i don't know so it's really frustrating but it's a pb that's the bottom line it's pb and whatever i did i did and uh, so be it 
ABC. On and on and on to the next one, in the words of the Foo Fighters, Ben. Um, let's get on to partner stuff then, because, of course, Wrexham on Sunday uh, was, uh, was, was your activity. Mm. However, you were in Wales uh, for Wrexham. So why don't you tell us all about me spoiling too much more? Why don't you guys take over and tell us what happened on the Saturday? I assume uh, it was Parkrun. Well, of course. Um, so I suggested to Ben, maybe we should book an extra night and go down on the Friday night. And rather than do a Parkrun that's near Wrexham, do one um, that's a bit further into Wales, because they're always going to be the harder ones to get. And then we realised Ponty Bala. Is up there for the full Ponty Challenge. That's our third one in the full Ponty Challenge. Um, it's been off for ages because they've been putting a new path down. It was off for months and months and it's finally come back. So, yeah, we went to tick that one off. Um, do you want to tell them about the course? Oof, there's not much to say about the course, really. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we specifically went for the name of the course and if, if it had been a week earlier, would have used it for our partner on cup efforts because it's it's just a flat out and back that you do twice mm-hmm. um so really fast yet obviously day before the race we we couldn't do it fast and we'd already gone hard the week before so it's frustrating i like to when i go to these flat courses i like to like to turn the old legs over and uh, i got giddy a little bit giddy out the blocks and i was like i'm just gonna take it's really easy today and then i found myself running like just over seven minute miles i'm like no ben no what are you doing you need to slow it down so uh, i ended up tagging onto some some welsh guy called Le- lestin i think his name was it, it definitely began with an l anyway and uh just chatting sure, are you up. sure it wasn't yeston yeston no, well that might be how he pronounces it but i, had to check I think the i think i think that's i think yeston i is it i or an l e s t e n yeston Pretty sure that's a Welsh name, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back and check the stats at some mm. point, just to give you clarification. I but can just, uh, I, I can just feel Sean Baxter and Kate Berry just shuddering as I butcher Welsh names. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's very small one. You 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 have to drive through a few of the valleys on some really country roads, thin roads, and uh, from Wrexham, it was about an hour away. Uh, we we actually set off a bit late. We were panicking, weren't we? Um, we stayed in Premier Inn in Wrexham, and just as we were coming out to go to the car, there's these other two, these two other parkrun tourists there, and uh, they were like, "Oh, where are you going?" And we were like, "We're going Ponty Bala." And where are you going? They they were like, "We're going to Erdig." Um, and they were like, "You're cutting it fine, aren't you?" And we're like, "Yeah, we bloody know. See you later." Um, <laughs> off you go. Uh, yeah, um, I think we set off at eight, and it was a 50 minute journey, which is a bit tight for us um but yeah so foot down apart from there's lots of bloody middle of, middle of countryside really thin country roads nobody else on it but they've got bloody average speed cameras all the way down it mm. so that was frustrating uh, not, having to ad- having to adhere to the law ben awful but yeah what's that all about mm. um so yeah we got but we i did manage to make up some time we got there about quarter two um nice big car park you do have to pay for the car park though which is a bit strange to say there's hardly anybody about it's not like it's going to get chock a block uh what was it pound 10 yeah pound 10 for car park um bloody cost of living i know tell me about it and then yeah it's um i think there was i want to say there was 69 people there hey valentine (laughs) lance 
<laughs> just say lads. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Oh, it was so old-fashioned, wasn't it? I, I, what did I do? I went up to run director guy and I said, um, "Excuse me, have you have you received your purple pop-up yet?" Oh no, we don't do any of that here. We don't do any of that here. Like what? He's, uh, he's like, if you want the name, we do have a PB bell. I'm like, I ain't gonna be PB in today. Um, so then no purple sign. I mean, it really is in the middle of the Welsh valleys. It's uh, everyone there spoke like thick Welsh. Which, um, bear in mind, you're in Wales, Ben. Is is kind of nah. expected. That's how well, I feel when I come up north and you all speak thick Northern. No, Jack, you've got confused between an accent and a language. Oh, yeah, true, I have. Yeah, but to be fair, sometimes it does, especially when Matt speaks, it does sound like a different language. Yeah, that's because Matt can't say words. <laughs> I just wanted to quickly chip in briefly. Firstly, Erdig Park runs beautiful if you ever get the chance to go there. And about the purple sign thing, Ben, I went to Worthing Park Run this weekend and the purple sign was tiny. So I'm going to need you to come down and have a chat with them about that at some point. Jack, they're all tiny. That's the new thing. The new ones are tiny. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. it I, I was stood behind it and it wasn't covering my knees and I, I just felt like a gangly giant on the photo. Yeah. <laughs> Re- refer back to mine and M's uh, Instagram when we went to Hull last week. You'll see what you have to do to get it to seem like normal height. Jack, yeah. we've been uh, well, talking, I, Jack, and, Jack, Jack, we've been talking about this for weeks. You don't listen to this podcast, do you? I do. I listen to I listen to bits of it when I can. I, I mainly lit many of the interviews. Um, but... but Ben, if you've got, if you do have any tips on how I can make it look bigger, that would be really greatly appreciated. We're talking about the purple sign here, yeah? No, he want, he, then he wants to help him with the purple sign. Ah, yeah. right, okay, yeah. Purple oh, sign could be after. Jack, yeah. Jack, Jack, trim. Well, if you, if, yeah, okay, uh, I'll have to, so I'll have to come, trim. I'll have to come off the call because Beth's home in ten minutes, so I better go and do that now. <laughs> mm, yeah, get ready, get ready. Beth is a lucky girl. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> anyway, I remembered you'd been to Erdig. You went there before Chester last year, if I remember mm. right. Beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, it was, it was one of the closest ones to us. But no, we went to Pontybala. Everyone was really broad Welsh accent, thick Welsh accent, uh, proper speaking loudly to each other in it. And I'm just thinking, can we speak English, please? Um, but anyway, they did do the they did do the run report in English. And it was a nice bloke, and it was just really simple. Just go all the way to the end that way, come all the way back, and do it again. Um, so it's it's not an interesting course. The scenery is lovely, though. I mean, you're down by a river. You've got the river on your left hand side as you're going out. Obviously, on your right as you're coming back, and there's there's all the hills around you, and it's just surrounded by countryside, and it's really quiet and peaceful. And weather was lovely. There was no wind. It was cool, but not too chilly. Um, and yeah, just a small group of runners. There were these two little girls, weren't there, that um, set off. Go on, tell them. Well, they sprinted off at the start in front of Ben, like full pelt. No, oh, big mistake, big mistake, yeah. children. And then they started slowing down, and then just in front of me, just stopped dead. Just, just like that's it now. Just, just stopped. <laughs> but then they did. They were quite cute. They carried on, and because it's out and back twice, they were high fiving everybody like if they could high five every single person that's what they were going to do mm, so yeah cool. they were quite cute really they weren't cute because they sprinted off in front of me <laughs> in them up 
one of them turned round while she was running and she looked back at me and like I was about to go past her on the right so she ran to the right so then I would move to the left and she like <laughs> like she was trying to block me so give her, give her one more chance or else I was going to volley her in the river <laughs> but uh, I, I, I sprinted round her and then that was left of her dead um, behind and uh, eat my dust um, but yeah that's it I mean there's not much to say it's obviously it's obviously one of them that you're you're only really going to go to if you if you're after the challenge it's right in the middle of nowhere um lovely lovely little park run i don't know what else i can really say about it so so in summary no purple sign lovely no. scenery gets you yeah. one of the dead random challenges yeah. uh, pretty old school and uh, ben made someone cry a child cry no i wish i wish i'd upset them that much because they were upsetting me um <laughs> A child made Ben cry. Um, so yeah, but a positive though, and, and if, if you're if you're out that way, I'm sure it'd be uh, a nice one, scenic one to go to. Um, any uh, 5k app achievements apart from, of course, your your full ponty? Uh, no, just a full ponty for me. I um, yeah, date bingo, frame club as always, but uh, yeah, nothing else. No stopwatches. I'm still only one off my stopwatch bingos. Didn't didn't you get something? I got position again. That's two weeks. Yay. So that's good. Exciting times. Um, that's it really. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to get some of these uh, stop watching positions these days, and I only need one for stopwatch, but I need a load of high numbers in the in the positions, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna have to go to some big park runs and uh, have a little jog around. And Let's see what happens. Mm, yeah, it's gonna be tricky. But Jackie, yeah. J- sorry, Jackie, did you manage any anything at um, Worthing? Uh, I think I did check when I was having my brunch. I don't think I I got anything. I didn't get date bingo, stopwatch or position. I don't think anything came up really. And I've done Worthing many times before, so other than a peak. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna interrupt, but go on. You, you, so you no. got no, not, not that you need anybody to sell yourself. You, you, you're no, not a I'm humble not, guy. I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say something, but I don't want to spoil anything coming up. So, uh, no, I didn't get anything. Are you just hoping someone shouts you out on the roll call? Um, no, because I don't think I came up on the roll call. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw it on the WhatsApp chat. Okay, so okay. Well, I will I will shout you out, Jackie. Uh, Jack got a PB at Worthing Park Run and is now officially, sorry, Mike Slack, the quickest fartlek family, fartlecker. In the gang. How does that feel, Jack? I'm the quickest farter. You are the quickest farter. Um, although no, Mike Slack, when, when we told Mike Slack, we were at Poolsbrook, when we told Mike Slack, he did point out that he's old enough to be your dad. Yes. I think me and Mike Slack could maybe create a team of some sort. There must be a, there must be a world record for father and son. Maybe I'll get my dad changed by. I was gonna I was gonna say he's not your actual dad. We could get it changed. <laughs> so you could you couldn't. It's not a world record you would qualify for. It's Actually, like, I did you find this. You, you can't just get a random fast person to pretend to be your dad. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. I'll get myself a world record. Ridiculous. I, I, found, I think I found it the fastest. I was listening to a podcast recently. Sorry, a, a different one. Um, the fastest. <laughs> Fuck you, Jack. Av- Fuck average you, Jack. Men. Uh, Father and son marathon is like two thirty-five or something. Was that Graham, Graham Green and his son Ben Green? It might be. Yeah. Jack, this this is interesting, but it's irrelevant. Mike Slack is not your dad. Well, not yet, he isn't. 
<laughs> I had one. I had one thing to say to Ben and Emma. Did you see the? Uh, did you see the young lad? The under. He was like twelve years old or something. Broke fifteen or something in the or ran fifteen thirty, which was a new world record at Park Run this weekend. What? No. I tell you what. You guys carry on talking. I shall find it so I can actually say a true fact rather than blabbing away. Right, thanks, Jack. Do you want to give us a quick while Jack's off doing some research? Do you want to uh, give us a quick part on cut round one up? Oh, oh, sorry, ca- 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 cafe afterwards. Did you manage to find anywhere to go for yes. something sweet? Yeah, we did, didn't we? We were um, we were driving. We decided that after part run we were going to head up to Conway, which is North Wales, right up on the coast. Um, so as we set off, I, I was like, I ain't had any breakfast yet. I didn't. I didn't even have my pre-run banana. I'm starving and I thought I'm going to have to wait an hour here till we get to Conway till I can have some breakfast. Then all of a sudden, bang, right in the middle of nowhere, there was this motorbike cafe. Um, And yeah, there was a couple of bikers outside and it had a big breakfast sign. And I was like, right, we're stopping. So I swung the car around and we went and parked up and uh, lovely little cafe, wasn't it? Full of bikers. And we had, uh, I had a sausage and egg sarnie and you had bacon and egg, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Proper nice sliced white bread, good good sausages, nice runny egg. It was lovely, uh, not too expensive. And you walked out and then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I'm just in the middle of the Welsh countryside in some biker cafe and surrounded by beauty. And this is just very random, but uh, that's park run for you. And, uh, pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, OK, well, let's de- well, I delayed the segue. Jack, have you figured out what you're talking about yet before I go on to park run cup? Oh, I haven't found it yet. I might right, okay. All right, shut, shut, up, shut up, shut up, carry on. Um, keep looking. Um, Park Run Cup, round one. Give us a... Ve- we, we've done the we've done the live. It's on YouTube. Yeah. The results are on Instagram as well in terms of the draw for round two. Um, give us a very quick whistle-stop tour, guys, of uh, of round one, some of the highlights. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the highlights for me is a third of the people in it PB'd, which is mm. which is what we which is what we're after really. We want to use this cup as a motivational tool for people to get back to being the fittest they've been at uh, Park Run, and it's it's clearly doing its magic because 32 people are PB'ing, including Jack and myself, and um, yeah, it's creating friendships and some friendly rivalries and. There's uh, some interesting close battles. What I always find is the last week in the in the round is always really interesting because some people will have put an effort in and then they'll say they're not going to do one, but they might go and do one. You don't know. You just don't know what anyone's mm. going to do in that last week. So if you is show it your, games? Yeah, if you show your hand early and, and put in a big effort in week one or two and the other person knows their target and uh, so do you go out in week three again and try harder? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, or you could just be Amy Harrison and you could go out and run two huge PBs in the first two weeks and then realise your opponent's not going to do one. Uh, and then you've just scuppered your uh, your chances for the next round. It's, by like, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the anti-sandbag. It's like the opposite of sandbagging. It's like... Yeah. It's like we encourage that. That's what we want. We do. That's what we want, isn't it? That's the spirit of the competition, Amy. So well done. We're proud of you. Jordan, next time, maybe may, may, may do one. That'd be good. <laughs> He wasn't the only one. He was not the only one, I'll tell you, that didn't turn up to a park run. So that no. was fun. But, uh, yeah, some really interesting rounds coming out in this next round with uh, Jackie. Jack's got uh, what I always find is the people with the lower, the lowest times, they seem to struggle to knock the most off. Um, so if you get two of them against each other, it makes for an interesting battle. 
Um, and I know Jack's Jack's up against Sam Heathcote, who's a cheat, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're so, going to have to um, let that go, mate. <laughs> one day. Um, um, so come on, Jack. Um, and obviously people like B Harris, she's our favourite at the moment. She knocked out a tiny dancer. So mm-hmm. uh, interesting to see how far she can go in the competition. Nice to let some of the fastest runners up go through as well. Um, Chris and Adam Brown. Do you remember which Adam Brown? Don't want to talk about it. It's still giving me a date. <laughs> um, not the beardy one. He went. He went throughout, right? Uh, so it's the non-beardy one. Um, but yeah, some good, some good matchups here. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes over the next three weeks. And you're going to be there at Rother Valley in week, week three. three. Week three, the fourth of March. Yeah, that's the plan. So, so please, please do join us if you can. Ben and Emma, of course, won't be there. They'll be on their adventures to get content for this segment. But I'll be there holding the fort down. I imagine Paul, he'll be with me as well, although he's not confirmed. Uh, and uh, core team is well represented in round two. Better than last year, guys, isn't it? We all bloody went out in the first round uh, last year. But we've got Paulie. We've obviously got Jackie and, and JP still in as well, isn't he? We have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good coverage. I like it. Absolutely. Um, so let's see how far they can make it. Come on, McPaul. We love McPaul as well. Good, good. Uh, JP, don't no love for JP. Ah, oh, yeah, we love JP. That goes without saying. But we're just giving McPaul extra love because he he beat you in the first round. Sorry, because, Rob. Because he beat me in the first round. Yes, very good. Um, I'm not rising to it. Uh, right, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, great job, great job so far, you two. Uh, well done, Jackie. Amazing work. Have you found you? Have you found this information yet? I have found it. I found it. Um, it was at the Walsall Park Run at the weekend, and it, his his name was Noah Homer. He's only 13 years old, um, and it was his first ever park run and first ever 5K, apparently. And he finished in 15 minutes, 23 seconds, which gave him world-class age grading of 94.26%. <laughs> like, that, Brilliant. That's a minute 21 seconds quicker than I ran at the weekend, and I was on my bum after. It's it's amazing, but can I just ask, does anyone else like Loki hate him just a little bit that he can <laughs> at 13 rock up in his first part run and do that, and like I'm here blowing out my ass to get 22 minutes? Oh yeah, it annoys <laughs> me. It annoys me a little bit, but I mean, fair play to him as long as he keeps it up. Nice one, well done, Noah. Hmm. And he's got a cool second name as well. Homer. 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 Don't. <laughs> Can't resent him. You've got to. You've got to applaud him for 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 what he's got and his natural talent. And uh, yeah, fair play to him. You can you can be there too one day, Robbie. That's what I could be thirteen again. No. 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 Those days are behind me. But maybe Dude. when you when you're ninety, if you run a really quick park run, you may get a similar world class age grade. Jack, 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 if, if I keep having to make podcasts with you, I ain't making it to 90, mate. That's that's for certain. Um, right, guys. Uh, brilliant segment. Thank you. Great job. Good work, Jack, with the stats as well. You can come back, to be fair. I know I'm giving you grief, but you've impressed me. Apart from, you know, your general cockfuckery that does annoy me. You did Very good work, mate. Good I'll work. try and find more stats next time. Good work. Just... B plus. B plus. Room for improvement, but very impressive. Cool. Normally I get the D, so I'm happy with a B plus. We lads. <laughs> stop, stop saying lads. It's dead with <laughs> Lads, lads, lads. He's a funny <laughs> lads. Anyway, uh and better never, of course, A plus plus as always. Um 
Thanks. Normally at this point we'd uh, we'd go into roll call. However, um, I've been told by JP that uh, as it was so popular last time, um, Statman John's back for another roll call. Ah, oh, nice, nice. So yeah. he's reading them all out. He's got Three. one. He's got one that he's not going to be reading out though. Has he? Yeah, it's from me to you, Rob. Is it? It's is this, shout out for is, you. Is, 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 is this you feeling bad because you were so mean to me in the group chat before? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's Valentine's Day, so I've got to be nice to you. Um, kudos to you for your pacing duties at the weekend and uh, pacing my beloved around to a new PB uh, and also Claire. Uh, and uh, they're both very happy with you, except at mile 10 when you started going the wrong way. Um, I didn't go the wrong way. I was taking the wrong way on a course. So, so what happened, Jack, was we got... Just past, it was just past mile 10, actually. There was a water point at mile 10, and we slowed down to get a water. And I think, Em, um, it's fair to say, isn't it, that you and Claire, by that point, the legs were starting to get a little bit heavy. We, we'd we been going for a while. We'd been pushing it. And we struggled to get back up to speed after the water point, didn't we? Yeah. And so, but I'd worked out we were still probably okay to lose a bit of time as long as I didn't let us go over 10-minute miles. So... In my head, I was like, I'm not going to stay with them. I'm going to get in front of them and I'm going to try and drag them for a little bit. But I've just got to keep a nine at the start of my pace. Mm-hmm. And I did that and they did really well and they dug in and they got round and, and they, they, they managed to start catching up to me. But then there was a there was a T-junction and we turned left and there was cones laid out. But the cones were laid out in quite a spaced out way. So I, it, my logic was what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the corner really wide because that will allow Emma and Claire to catch up on the inside line and then we can all be in a line together as we go on to the next stretch of road it's good logic right except as I started like my turnaround to take the corner really wide both Claire Emma and a marshal all started frantically shouting at me because they thought I was going the wrong way <laughs> up the T-junction it was like you turned your entire body in the direct in like <laughs> And it wasn't just me. I saw the marshal like going, whoa, whoa. And I was like, oh. <laughs> He's lost it. He's lost it completely. He's running through the cones. Um, yeah, it was me that was losing it, not you. But the, in that moment, I thought you were running off. <laughs> he's, he's, he's sick of us. He's done. Um, uh, no, very kind of you, Benjamin. Thank you. But I would just like to go on record as saying that it was very, very little to do with me. They dragged each other through it. Um, it was just about kind of keeping us on pace and, um, and working together as a trio and um, and it was comfortable at the I, I I'm not saying it was comfortable running Emma right now. I know you actually ran your socks off but we were comfortably under weren't we and we didn't go anywhere near uh, we wanted sub two which is 909 miles and we didn't go over 909 once in fact we only went over nine minute miles in two of the 13 which I think is pretty special you two absolutely amazing work well done very good, very good. thanks Rob do you know what my minute miles were uh, no, no, neither, neither do you. <laughs> the one was a 10-minute mile, one was a 4-minute mile. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I ran 12 and a half miles in uh, 87 minutes, so I must have run half a mile at the end in zero seconds. So, uh, oh, you're so rapid. I know. Everything. Tell I, start, I started regretting it when I started telling you, when I started talking about the splits, because I was thinking Ben's going to be fuming that I'm giving this level of detail when he can't. Um, uh, right, that's enough about us, though. That's it. Uh, should we go over here? What's that? Who else has absolutely smashed it this weekend? In the words of the man himself, the myth, the legend, that man, John. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
keep on roll calling, 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 what calling, 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 what calling, 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 what calling, roll call. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. How do you do? SMJ here, here to do your roll call, call of rolls. Um, hello, Emma. It's been a while. How are you, my love? Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. Let's go. Ah. Adam Rowney underscore runs. My daughter Maisie smashed her first ever junior park run. Oh, Maisie, that was so impressive. I've done a little throw up there. Well done, Maisie. Fantastic. Many more to come. Ah, Mrs. Blackwell, 84. The Paulsbrook PB crew who all smashed it. And everyone who ran Wrexham or anywhere else. Well, she is inclusive. Thank you. Uh, at Mookpool underscore road underscore two underscore London. Joanna Gibson, what's her full name there, for absolutely demolishing, demolishing her parkrun PB, but over a minute at Paulsburg. Oh, well done, Joanna Gibson. No. What's your middle name? Share it. At Nadine underscore on the run. All the Wrexham Warriors, so proud of you all. Thanks, Nadine. At Hayley underscore runs underscore here. That was my lad. Uh, she said thanks to Rob for being a supportive pacer at Paulsbrook. You were brill party emoji. She slid into my DM again. She said, Lisa and Joanna, who smashed their parkrun PBs. Well done to all of the Wrexham crew as well. Bloody hell, what was happening at Wrexham? The man with the calves. He is, is he a myth? Is he a legend? Is he flying? Something else. JP.RunsFree to the pacing prince. Good work this weekend, little runner boy. Wow. At running underscore birdie. Everyone who smashed Wrexham half on Sunday. PBs and race targets met all round. Wow. Right. At Kai Lamb. Kai Lum, Kai Lam, 8-6. Huge well done to Lou for an amazing pendle achievement. And she slid in once more. Obviously, a huge well done to the pendle pricks, Paul and Neil. They got a little kiss there as well. So did Lou, don't worry. At Joanna's, oh, sorry, at Joanne's underscore journey 92. Form in 10K PB party emoji. Oh, let's dance. Let's dance, Joanne. Whoa, you are one fine lady. At Sheffield underscore Strider, my man. Boom, orange, carrot. Yo, Kelly, two. Nervous emoji. I wonder if that will be explained. Extra, boom, orange, carrot. Ness to Claire and M for putting up with Rob for two hours. Ooh, boom. Uh, this is him again. Boom. Orange, Garrett, to Carl, Stacey, Sean, Claire, Amy and Nadine too. I will not be able to pronounce this. Wish I wasn't saving this one till near the end. Uh, we can't pause. So, at Marlana's underscore journey. Smash my half PB at Wrexham half. You are incredible. Congratulations. Oh, here he is again, at Sheffield underscore Strider. Shout out to M for her sub two PB. Boom, orange carrot. 
Tell you what I'll do with my carrot. At running underscore runner 81. Amy, Nadine, Claire, Emma, Sean, Ben. Smashed it at Wrexham. Well, if you weren't at Wrexham this weekend, we were missing out. Oh, anyhow, am I being paid by the word here? This Claire runs. Got a shout out, everyone at Wrexham. Especially the PB party. Carl, Ben, Amy, Nadine and Emma. Brackets. Think that was everyone. Close brackets. Big thank you to Rob for pacing me and Emma. I appreciate you. But this is getting deep. JP, could you add in uh, some background music? For such a grumpy dickhead normally. A remarkably positive pacer. Brackets. Although you did call me a whiny bitch. I roll emoji. Close brackets. It really helped me. Having you both. <laughs> he replied, thanks, I think. And she replied, typing, dot, dot, dot. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Well done. Roll calls. Let's be having you. I'm late for my other job. Goodbye. Some, uh, some great achievements this weekend, guys. Awesome work from everybody involved. Yep, definitely. Well done, everyone. Uh, not that I sent half of them in, but uh, yeah, everyone has done amazing this weekend. You you were a keen bean. Um, uh, but right, mm. so all the Wrexham guys, all the Partner and Cup guys, um, just just brilliant, brilliant job all around. But it did feel a bit light. I think I think there must I think there might be more. And I've been told by know. JP there's there's another recording. So should mm, we well, see what see what else is happening? So we need to listen, don't we? Yeah. Oh, you're right, love. Cool. Wow, you look great. Yeah. What, you want to say thank? Yeah, come on. Come on. Come in. I'm doing the thank yous now. Yeah. How do you know? Sit down. Sit on my lap. Yeah. That's it. Oh, oh don't mind that. <laughs> That'll make you smile. Um, right, do you want to say, oh, you're feeling a bit shy? No, don't worry, love. I'll do it for you. You just tell me what to say through the eyes and I'll repeat. Okay? Right, this is a message. Uh, thank you for Rob, our dog, Big R, Robbie, I've got uh, Sam here, or Sammy, she wants to say a huge, how huge, thank you to uh, to you for everything you've done these last few months, weeks, it's been a real difficult time, real hard time for her and she appreciates you so much, you've been everything she needed and more, really supportive, couldn't have got through it without you, she loves you very much, yep, what else? Happy Valentine's Day. I hope I'm not missing anything. Glorious eyes. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. I said that, love. Come on. Happy Valentine's Day. And you fancy a bag. Fuck! Oh, put that on him, bloody hell! You chick, get off. Oh, wow. She's a keeper, let me tell you, Rob. Well, there you are. Last thank you. Um, take care. Dara. Emma, happy Valentine's. Aww. SMJ. Jack, what did you think of that? I think it's lovely. You know I love SMJ. I've got a little soft spot for him. And, and I know deep down in that really cold stone heart, he's got a soft spot for me as well. So, mm. yeah, I think it's lovely what he does for us. And Ben, of course, we definitely know exactly what was said in that last segment. So we're not just doing what we're told in being really positive and grateful for it. And it's def- we're definitely not terrified that we're being set up in some way. No, no, no. I wouldn't be bothered if we were. We can take it, can't we, Rob? Right up the bumholey. 
<laughs> I was just about to say something about <laughs> I know you were. That's why I beat you to it. It's too easy when it's you, lads. <laughs> Where, where's it going straight up the bum holey? We lads. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Emma. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day after all, so. Uh, so, so Emma, what what did you think about that last Satman John recording? That you definitely definitely know what was said. Um. I think it was great. Yeah, I mean, it was great last time, so I can only imagine it's been uh, just as lovely. But I also am slightly concerned that we're being set up here. Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be worse if we have been set up and we've called it and and it's kind of ruined the bit, or whether he's just said something really nice and we've ruined it by being suspicious of him. Mm. Maybe we it's, should maybe maybe we should record. Oh no, because no no, then we still wouldn't be able to put it in, would we? No, no. This is why you're not the editor anymore, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just yeah let's just cover our backs. Thanks very much, Statman Jan, Statman John. Statman Dan. Statman Dan. Statman Jan is sister. It's uh, Valentine's Day. That's his, that's his partner. He did tell me, but I wasn't meant to oh, say it. Matt, Matt's, Matt's mum will be upset. Right, anyway. Um, right, let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> Stop fucking John. Right, uh, let's, let's move on. Um, thank yous. Who are we going to? Jack. 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 Jack's doing thank yous. Okay, here we go. Bit of pressure, Jackie. Oh, wait, I'm starting. You're doing it all. You're doing all the thank yous. Go on. Who are you thanking, Jack? Oh, my God. Graham Lindley for our wonderful theme music. Um, um, JP for editing this all together. Paul, who's redone, redesigned our website, um, which Emma will give us the details for later on because I know that's what she normally does. Rob for all his hard work. The whole core team for their work. Ben and Emma for coming on for the Park Run segment. Um, everyone listening for supporting us. Um, myself for being here, not drunk. Um, newsletter people, newsletter people, uh, uh, um, and passing over to Rob because I've got a cough coming. <clears throat> Nick Finney, <laughs> Jamie Denham, Claire Forsyth, thank you so much for all you to be on the scenes. Jack, do you not think it's poignant and relevant to thank our guest, the main event this week? It's not you before you say you. Yes, but I'm not going to be able to pronounce his second name, and I don't want to live up to Matt's um, poor pronunciations. But Mr. It's Fractal Man. Pronunciations. Well, you Pronun- just... Yeah, pronunciation, you idiot. Oh, I've always said pronunciation. But you've always yeah. been wrong. Pronunciations. It's Matt Newter from Fractal. Thank you very, very much, Matt. Hashtag JP10 for a discount on Fractal Co's. JP will kill me if I don't say that. Um, yep, uh, you, you've, you've forgot a very tiny little part of the show. Matt. Yeah. Wait, was I correct by saying that? Oh, yeah, I did forget about Matt. Uh, thanks, Matt, for letting me sit in your seat tonight. I hope you're enjoying your kebab. And I hope that your Valentine's Day was popping up very special for you. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and that bloody card. Um, there you go. And, pe- and people say we're nothing but in jokes. Um, OK, good. Good, that's it. Uh, Emma, where can people find us if they want to give us a follow, get involved in the Fartlek family, find out more about us? I, I don't know if after this you will want to find us. <laughs> you definitely yeah. will. This, this has just been an absolute shit show. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube. 
We've got a website, uh, whatthefartlek.com. You can email us at whatthefartlek at gmail.com. Uh, whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. It's whispering to me in the background. Um, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music and Google Music. Yes, absolutely. Do check out the website, as Jack and Emma have both alluded to. Paul has done a lot of hard work on updating it, including our bloggers' corner. We're going to see members of the Fartlek family updating you on the comings and goings, race reports, um, just opinion pieces, whatever it might be, shoe reviews. Jack, you're going to do a bit of writing on there as well, aren't you? So plenty of exciting stuff to come on our new rebound sure, website. Um, Emma, Emma told you all about the different socials that we're on. Uh, if you're interested in seeing Matt superimposed on top of an Ewok, get on the socials because that's pretty much all they are to be completely honest um but if you're into that then follow us i like it i like it follow us uh do you guys want to know who is on next week go on then go on on the podcast right now this is a bit of an interesting one because i am stalling a little bit for time and i'll tell you for why i'm stalling a little bit for time because we've had we are very last minute at the moment with our recordings at the moment. Um, so we haven't actually recorded next week's episode. However, we will, I will be doing so on Thursday and I'm just checking as to who I've got in. Ah, yes. So next week, yeah, we've got two in. I was just deciding which one was going to be episode six, which one was going to be episode seven. But JP's done it for me. So um, we are going to be chatting to a very, very cool guy uh, with possibly one of the best instagram handles i've seen slow farrah was up there as one of my favorite particularly mm. when jack thought that scott's surname was actually farrah yeah. um uh, not your finest moment but um uh, known to the outside world as barry singh chima uh, i'm we're going to be talking to a guy who's probably better known by his instagram handle uh, which is you sing bolt uh, Barry is going to be joining us. He has got some massive, massive plans for this year, raising some money for some great causes. Um, he's big. He's hugely involved in Run Talk Run. He's took on loads and loads of challenges in the past already, raised tons of money, lots of mind-boggling miles over the years. He's a really good bloke. Um, we've wanted to have him on for a while. I think we whacked some lyrical about him uh, at the end of the last series, didn't we? And JP went away and uh, managed to uh, to schmooze him into coming on the show. So Barry's going to be joining us next week on the podcast. What do you guys reckon to that? I think it'll be yeah, good. I remember mentioning him when we mentioned him at the end of last series and, and obviously JP's gone and done his job. So it'll be interesting mm. to hear all about him. It's a good job somebody does. And just to clarify, Jack, his surname is not Bolt. It's not. Oh, I thought he was related to Usain Bolt. Oh, just, just so you know. Um, right. Are uh, you related to Sam, Sam Hitchmo, Rob? Uh, only by law. Oh, okay. Only by law. Um, and Emma's related to Tom Jones. Oh yeah, that's all. <laughs> <obviously. laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Well, an interesting fact from Park Run: sixty-nine participants, twelve with the surname Jones. I found out on the. <laughs> Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> you can't, you can't write it, can you? How many you participants were there again? They were the good old Welsh. Sixty-nine. Yes. Sixty-nine. Oh. Wait, lads. Hey, lads. He just wanted to say, lads. Right, okay. Listen, we're doing that thing again where we drag this podcast out when we should have finished ten minutes ago. Um, we've covered everything, haven't we? We know who's coming on next week. We mm. know 
the, uh, we've heard all about the Park Run Cup. We know how people can find us. We've thanked everybody. Uh, we've I already said it in the segment before, but do tune in on Saturday, 6 o'clock on Instagram for our Instagram Live special podcast. We'll be chatting to some pals. We're going to be drawing our raffle, and Matt is going to be getting a very, very big surprise. I think he's cottoned on to what it is, but he can't back out of it now. So please do come along and uh, bring your debit cards, if you don't mind, because we might be tempting you to put your hand in your pocket to make Matt suffer. Um, and that, I think, guys, is it, apart from to say a uh, big, big welcome to new members of uh, the Fartlet family. We've had a little flurry of people joining, I think, primarily down to the hard work Ben and Emma are doing, the part-run cup that's getting people a little bit involved in the Fartlet family. So thank you to those who've joined. If you don't want to be a part of it, as Emma alluded to earlier, there's loads of ways of getting in touch with us. Just come and find out what's going on. We've got a WhatsApp group. It's, it's hectic, but it's good fun. Um, we've got community events. We've got calendars. We try and do meetups both formally and informally throughout the year. You are very, very welcome. Um, you know, not for everybody we get that but we've we've made some good pals and we continue to try and do our little bit to help people trying to combat loneliness and um and 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 work on the old mental health through this combined love we have of the sport of running um that is it for us you guys have been incredible i've been incredible may your runs as always continue to be wonderful be excellent to each other um and uh, and of course if you can't be kind then we don't want anything to do with you so piss off um oh we've not got matt guys how are we gonna how are we gonna sign off the show jack Oh, can I pick what I do? Uh, I well, I was hoping that you'd pick up on the cue and you would very smoothly to finish the episode just go, lads. But oh, I was going to do lads. But, but, I but, was going to do lads. No, but... you can't say that. Now I've told you, Jack. You've ruined okay, it. Okay, all right. Pretend we're doing it again. And, I can't and... pretend we're doing it again, Jack. You've ruined it. Just say the whole thing, Matt. We haven't got Matt, Jack. You you do it, and and I'll do something different. We haven't got Matt here today, so Jack, why don't you come up with something completely off the top of your head and not clearly planned or requested by me to sign us off? Kaka! <laughs> <laughs>